This is three women and a bottle of wine. Three friends. Three former TV reporters. And one bottle of wine. Delving into whatever interests us. News, not news. What affects our lives? Because it's probably affecting yours too. Mm. I'm Kim Inslee. I'm Lynn Melling. And I'm Julie Barkey. And now on with the pod. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Lynn. I'm Kim. And I think we can all agree that the last almost two years, everybody has really tested our resiliency. So true. I am Julie and Kim has just nailed it. And Tasha Shu, our guest today, has taken that term to a level that many of us just can learn so much from. She's an author, she's a speaker, and she's also a songwriter. Tasha, thanks so much for joining us. And let's begin where it all began 25 years ago. Do you mind telling us your story and how this all builds into the whole idea of resiliency? For sure. And thank you so much for having me here. It's such an honor to be here uh, with you. But I have to say, yeah, actually 24 years ago, but coming up on 25, that's so hard to believe how fast time goes. But 24 years ago, um, I was just a typical teenager who had full use, my very tall body, I could walk, I could move my fingers, and really just had um, a bright future in front of me. And I was very active, I was involved in sports, but mostly I loved theater. And I loved music, I loved singing, I was blessed with a beautiful singing voice. And so I was involved with my high school's musical productions. And to make a very long story short, um, I was actually rehearsing for my high school's musical production, The Wizard of Oz. We were three nights away from our opening night. And from directly behind me, as I was working on the scene change, they removed the cover off of the trap door on the stage. And I had no idea. And next, someone told me to move out of the way. And without much thought, I just took one step backward. And that was the last step that I would ever take because I instantly began falling. And I fell 16 feet to a cement floor. Oh my uh, the back of my head smashed into the cement floor. And then I heard the snapping of vertebrae. I never lost oh. consciousness, so I remembered everything happening and broke my neck and severely crushed my spinal cord. And, you know, I was one month away from being 17 years old, a time in your life where you're beginning to dream and think of all the possibilities and was just so excited for what my future held in store. And a wheelchair, being a quadriplegic, was not in any of my dreams or goals. And so when I arrived at the hospital, and my family arrived and they told us what my diagnosis was. I, mean, I was just devastated. I, I, I did not want to live. I was, I was just, I just couldn't believe that this was going to be my life. And so, um, and I, I spent six months in the hospital and oh my gosh, I could talk hours about this, but I spent six months in the hospital trying to learn how to recover, how to pull the pieces back together of my life that seemed so shattered and so broken. I mean, honestly, I would not wish this time on my worst enemy. 
this was a time in my life where I cannot even find a word that describes the utter despair and hopelessness of what I was going through and what I was, what my family was, what my family had to go through and my friends. I mean, it was just such a, such a challenging time, but I did also get very sick right after the accident where I was in a coma for almost eight days and they said I would not live. And so oh that was a time when I woke up and I found out what I had been through. I knew deep down there must be a reason that I'm here. And it certainly took me a long time to find out what that was. But I just, I had a motto of just taking one day at a time. That's all I could do. I, you know, my boyfriend broke up with me. I, I my family had to sell the only home that I'd ever lived in to build a new wheelchair accessible home. And my parents' marriage was falling apart. I mean, I just felt like such a burden on everyone around me and that I had wrecked you know, everyone's happiness, including my own, in taking that one step backward. And I just never thought that I would live a good life. I mean, I'm a C5 quadriplegic, so I'm paralyzed from the chest down. So I can move my arms, but I cannot move my fingers. And, um, but in time, lots of time, <laughs> I think 24 years. <laughs> and, you know, it probably took at least two years for me to want to live, for me to want to move forward in life. And it took me at least 10 years to say that I love my life today. And I do. I genuinely love my life. And I've learned so much. I've learned so many things that have helped me and make me want to help others. And so today I've I have two bachelor's degrees. I've, I've learned how to drive a minivan. I built my own home. I got married um, a little over eight years ago. I've written a few books, some music, and I now travel all over the country with my husband, speaking mostly at middle and high schools uh, because of the suicide rates and the depression, the mental health. We're very passionate about that because I was that age when I had my accident and I wanna give back, I wanna help youth. I want to help make a difference. So I do. I love my life today. And resilience is what got me to where I can say that. And you learned how yeah. to drive a minivan. Not many people can say that. Because <laughs> I was in on the roads to Minneapolis today. Not many people can say that. Yes. Yes. I'm very thankful for my father, who was the brave one to get in the passenger seat with me, because I had to learn how to drive with my arms. So it was very, very difficult but it was my independence and freedom. And I'm so thankful for all the things that I've learned how to do. So you, I'd love to know, so you wrote a book. I mean, you're, you're an author. I mean, songwriter. <laughs> Would, just tell us about all of the creative endeavors that, that you have um, been working on over the years and, and what, how that's um, inspired others. Yeah, you know, when I began to see my life turn around, when I began to see that life was worthling, when I began to see that all the things that I was still able to do, being a quadriplegic, when I began to see that life is not about what we have, but it's about what we, when we focus on what we're grateful for, 
I just began to see all these reasons to share my story and to help others. I mean, our world is so broken and, and especially the last two years, but even beyond that, you know, we have so many times where it feels hopeless. It feels like things are not going to get better. And I've had many of those times in my life. It wasn't just my accident. I've had hospitalizations. I've had relationship failures. And I've had times where I've wanted to give up. But because I kept going and was determined to persevere, I just began to learn that things always will get better and that it is worth to hold on. And so that's where the books come in. I mean, people told me when I had my accident, you're going to write a book someday. And I thought, what a depressing book. <laughs> like, Tasha had a good life. She fell through a trapdoor and her life is over. The end. You know, like, I would never have imagined. And so when I began to see how great my life actually was becoming, I was like, I got to I gotta share this. I have to help others because I know that so many people have helped me in my journey. And I just wanted to pay it forward and to start making a difference. So, yeah, so singing when I had my accident, doctors said that I would never be able to sing again. So it's actually quite a miracle that I can sing. And so I recorded music. My friend uh, Stacia and a few other musician friends have helped me write my songs. Um, but I love singing and I love sharing miracles because that really is. My doctor has told me multiple times, it is a miracle that you can sing. I, will, so. I, I looked on your YouTube site and yes, you sing beautifully. Um, Thank you. And, and yeah, people can check the music there. I also went on your website. So to learn a little bit about PATH, which yes. is the organization that you have. Um, and I was struck by the fact that you speak so from the heart to young people. And given what's going on today, how many things that these young people have missed in their lives. Um, and you, you know, you're uniquely qualified to to speak to them from a position of knowing what it's like to miss these important landmarks, um, yours in a very different way than what they've experienced. Um, are kids hearing this message? And as you see what they've been going through, uh, what do you think about that? And what do you, what, what do you want kids to know? How are you helping them navigate this? Well, I'm glad that you mentioned PATH because that is my, that's my passion right there. PATH is an acronym for purpose, attitude, team, and hope. And I believe honestly that this message is relevant for anyone, any human being, no matter age, gender, whatever, wherever they're at, that this, the, these really are four tools to be resilient, that we remind ourselves that we're here for a purpose, that we have a positive attitude every day, that we surround ourselves with our team, and that we have hope for a better future. And so with youth, um, we've worked very hard to put together a message that keeps their attention and really reaches them right where they're at, um, especially with today with YouTube and TikTok videos, you know, one minute, five minutes. It's hard for kids to sit, so we've worked very hard to create a presentation that is impactful. And honestly, I cannot put words or a price to what it means when a student comes up to me after a presentation and tells me that I help them. I mean, that that's, it just brings me to tears because there are so many hurting kids and I mean, there's so many hurting people, but especially youth. And I know you all remember when we were, when we were 
in high school and middle school. I mean, you can't see beyond the next week, you know? So it's just so hard for them to think about what's, you know, hold on, keep going, you know, just make so many drastic decisions. And, and so that's our passion. That's our mission. But I think that this message is for everyone. And I, I have seen how it has helped myself. It has helped my, my friend who's going through cancer treatments right now. Every day she talks about PATH and how it's helped her, you know, so we see so many lives impacted through this and it just makes, um, life so rewarding. And so you have proven firsthand that resiliency can be taught. So as you're teaching and as you're speaking, are you seeing that you're making a connection? Do you feel and do you hear that this is working beyond the adults, but especially with that, that very vulnerable teenage group? Yes. Yes. It is amazing. I mean, through the videos that we share through the message that I speak, I mean, we see kids crying. We see kids, um, especially afterwards coming up to me. Um, and we just see some of the hardest, you know, some of the principals that have written testimonials have said are the hardest kid in our school who we thought would never be reached by, by a message like this came up and said, that was the best I've ever heard. Or if, if Tasha can do this, how much more can I, you know, things like that. And so those are the, the ways that we see Plus, kids are always reaching out to us through social media, which I'm so thankful for. The messages on Snapchat and <laughs> Instagram. I mean, those just, oh, oh, they melt my heart. So it, it's it's really fun. Can you share? So this, if, if somebody's hearing this, this, what are your social media handles? I mean, how can people reach out to you? Yep. So I'm on everything except for Twitter. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. LinkedIn, YouTube, and almost all of them are just under my name, Tasha Shu. And that's um, S-C-H-U-H is my last name. So I would love for people to follow me. I would love for people, I'm putting up videos. I get 45 minutes in a speaking engagement. And so I have so much more on the inside of me. And so I love doing my vlog and other videos for that reason. You need to do a TED Talk. <laughs> What's yet? Next? Yes, that is on my list. I have not done a TED talk yet, but that is on my list. I have lots of dreams. You know, I, I've seen that the sky's the limit when you um, see your potential and when you see that things are possible. And that's what I've learned in these years. And so I have so many other dreams. I have other books I want to write. I have um, just so many other things that I want to do, but mostly my passion is speaking. So when we're busy speaking, I mean, when COVID hit, that was hard. And you know what I did? I went right back to my message that I give to everybody and told myself, you're here for a purpose. You're going to do this with a good attitude. You're going to surround yourself with your team and you're going to have hope that this is going to end at some point and that you'll be back in the schools. And so I believe in that message now more than ever. So it really is, it really is um, impactful. And so I would love for people to learn more about my story. Through those your, hus your husband seems to be a big partner in what you do. Yes. So first of all, like our lovely Lynn Melling is also a partner with her husband in business. How is that? <laughs> like as a divorced woman, I can't even comprehend what the two of you do go through. <laughs> yes. I've heard people say if I had to work with my husband, I'd kill him. 
<laughs> and, uh, but Doug and I both were, we got married later in life and we'd been single for a long time. And so we were just so thankful to have found each other. And we're very, very particular in creating boundaries with work and marriage and what you have to do when you work together. So it has been amazing oh, yes. having him with me <laughs> and, and he is just, he's heard me speak like over 600 times and man still laughs at my jokes. So Aww, he's a keeper. Can't, can't get any better than that. So yes. he is, he's awesome. Yes. We work together. He does, he's the manager of my business. So he does all the behind the scenes work and I show up and speak. So it is, um, it's, it's, and I hate doing all of those things. I'm not good with taxes, <laughs> spreadsheets, and he loves that stuff. So I'm like this. Oh, match awesome. made in heaven. Yeah, literally. I yes. I, I um, love the part of your speech. I don't know which school you were speaking at, but you were talking to these kids, and you were you were saying, you know, emphatically, I love my life. And I was just sort of wondering, you know, what would Tasha today say to 16 year old Tasha, who was going through that unbelievably difficult time what would what would you say to that young woman oh man yes i i there's lots of things that i would say because at that age you're so worried about so many things that don't even matter and and for me i think the biggest thing that i would say to myself is keep going things are going to get better and you're going to get through this and that is what I, I now mentor a lot of people who have been recently injured with spinal cord injuries and all over the country. And, and that is my message to them. As I know this seems so hopeless and I know this is so hard, but please hold on. It's going to get better. It's going to get easier. And you're going to be thankful that you're here. And I'm not the only one. I have friends all over the country in wheelchairs, paraplegics, quadriplegics that also love their life. So it is, it is um, definitely a life worth living. So what's next? Well, we're just so thankful to be back speaking. That I'm, I'm just sticking with that right now. We have a curriculum that we released um, two years, actually like three months before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We released a curriculum for middle and high schools. And so we're working on that. We're adding a lot of updates to that. So most of my free time is spent on working on that. And then also just... Um, working on my message and just always making it better, improving it. And, um, and yeah, I, well, we just released a new song, Don't Let Go. So that was a big project for the fall and the summer and the fall. And, um, and we have a very busy speaking schedule coming up. So we're so, thank we're so thankful to be back with kids where we get hugs and we get to see people. Oh, it's just, mm, it makes me just so grateful that we're back being and able to do that. I think if people go to your website, so that's Tasha, Tasha Shue, S-C-H-U-H, um, there's, a, there's a form they can fill out to contact you, right? So schools yep. are interested in you. They can fill yep. out that form. There's testimonials yep. from principals and kids. What, what about corporate events? I feel like your message, I mean, just- <laughs> The PR person in Lynn is coming out, yeah. Yes. yes, I would have, yep. you know, I feel like this message, there's so many people, um, adults too, who need to hear that message of just keep putting one foot in front of the other. You know, it might seem like you're having a rough day or a rough week or a rough month. 
Um, what? Well, yeah. Have you thought about expanding to outside of, of high you school? You will now. <laughs> yes. And actually, so before I've been speaking since 2007 and I started out in the corporate world speaking to adults and I thought I loved it. I mean, that was what I was going to do. I just loved it. It was always different, always challenging. But then in 2014 is when uh, my best friend from high school lost her 14-year-old son to suicide. Mm. And that's what changed everything. Is just That's when we began to learn. We began to see how many youth are struggling. But to answer your question, we speak 80% to schools and youth. And the other 20% is corporate events and adult audiences. I always tell people I have to have some adult audiences because kids do not laugh at my jokes. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have to have some adult interaction so that I I get that feedback, you know, that that positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Kids don't always give me. So I um I um we still do corporate events and I love it. I love organizations, I love adult audiences. So there is actually a tab on the bottom of my website that says adult audiences and that has a demo video and the information that on um, what I share for, for those audiences. Man, so, yeah. Please. I mean, I feel like that message is just more relevant now than ever, you know, just collectively as we all continue to plod through this pandemic and the, you know, political divisiveness. And we, <laughs> I think everybody needs to hear this message. Well, and I, you know, I love sharing it and I've seen, you know, that it, I thought it was me that, found purpose attitude team and hope to help me, but research and um, organizations like NAMI, um, you know, the National Alliance of Mental Illness and, and um, AFSP and CDC, they also have research that supports this. And so mm -hmm. our mental health during this time is so crucial. And that is for any and every age. It is so important. And so many, like, like you were saying, Julie, resilience has to be taught. We are not born with these skills. And so we have to learn how to be resilient. And we do that by going through challenges. And we do that by making it through it, becoming stronger and coming out on the other side saying, I made it. I went through that. And I live to talk about it. And you're stronger. And that's not always easy, but you are stronger. And and that's how resilience is, is taught. Mm. I love that. <sighs> Tasha, great words. Great way to end this segment. And we really, really do appreciate your time. And I encourage everybody to read your books. My last step backwards is, like I said, it moved me to tears and I'm almost unmovable. So I really do hope. Great holiday, birthday, summer gift idea. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. I love sharing my books, especially because when I speak, there's just only so much I can share. So it's in a book, and I love reading. It's my favorite thing to do outside of speaking. So it always means so much when people read my story. So thank you for reading my book and, and sharing that. Yeah, you can get them on the website as well. So Yes, yep, yep, on my website. They're on Amazon too, but when, we, when they're purchased through my website, we fulfill those orders, so I autograph every copy. So if you want to autograph coffee get it on my website <laughs> or i'm driving down to ellsworth and i'm that, going to get my autograph now aren't I? <laughs> that works too that works that works too i love it <laughs> tasha, tasha thank you so much for joining us thank you thank you pleasure. so much for having me this has just been wonderful
Three Women and a Bottle of Wine is supported by 515 Productions. 515 Productions is a video production business with base camps in Minneapolis and Des Moines, Iowa. Learn more at 515productions.com. Our logo was created by Aaliyah DeSalt, a creativity guru offering art workshops to everyone from business executives to book clubs because we all have untapped creative potential just waiting to be unleashed. You can find her contact information on our website. You can stay up to date on our podcast by checking out our website, threewomenandabottleofwine.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you'll find behind-the-scenes photos and, of course, much, much more. Be sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.